0: I heard a rumor that um, this fall, astrologically, is going to be big. <laughs> well, I think that we
1: can safely say this is not a rumor. This will be a reality.
0: Okay, <laughs> all right, okay. Speak, speak to it. Tell us. <laughs> to the Clearlight Creative Podcast, a resource for aspiring artists, wellness seekers, and astrology enthusiasts. I'm your host, Chiara Luce, a creative copywriter and film industry vet whose career also consists of acting off Broadway, singing Mass in Notre Dame Cathedral, attending five art schools, and helping build the upside down, among a few other crazy career adventures. I know that being a professional creative can be hard, but it doesn't have to be. I started this podcast to get the step-by-step guidance and answers I wish I had when I began my professional journey and to share the healing modalities that helped me thrive as an artist and human. It's my hope that from hearing these interviews, listeners from all backgrounds will not only learn the ridiculously diverse array of creative jobs that exist, but also how to succeed at them and maintain wellness through it all. Thanks for stopping by and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Clearlight Creative Podcast. We're going to be doing something a little bit different this episode. Number one, I'm going to try to not set the world record for the amount of ums said in a single podcast episode. We recorded the episode already, so I can't speak for that one, but I can at least try to make it through the intro. So we'll see how that goes. And number two... I was planning on doing this little astrology episode as a standalone. It should be interesting. I, you know, I feel like I want everybody to hear this information or not, but at least just to be able to have access to it if they want it. Um, Darn it. (laughs) So uh, maybe we'll just have a few short and sweet little astro episodes we'll see. I just give it a shot just playing around with it. So the episode was about the astrology of the fall was is is about the astrology of the fall. And I (laughs) I very much had in mind, you'll hear me ask a lot about kind of uh, what that means in in terms of the pandemic, et cetera, that was kind of my lens. But really what we start talking about quite a bit is Mars retrograde. And today on this, the day <laughs> of my daughter's wedding, um, on this, the day of my daughter's wedding <laughs> that I release this podcast episode. <laughs> no, sorry. Um, uh, <laughs> a little trivia that that is like one of my comfort food of movies. And I feel sad. I put on The Godfather. I feel better. (laughs) Don't. Whatever that means. Um, Oh, I did did again, guys. Guys, I did again. Oh, no. Uh, What the episode actually turned out to be and what today is the start of is Mars retrograde. And we talk about that a lot and what that means. It's not as common as Mercury retrograde, which you hear about quite a bit. And that's because it happens a lot more often. Mars retrograde doesn't happen that often. So we talk a lot about what that means, how to work with those energies. And, um. <laughs> oh, well, this ties into what's making me happy. So what's making me happy is, and I talked about it a little last episode, but people Keep asking for tarot readings for me. And I love it. I love it. Keep doing that. That's awesome. It's what's making me happy. But I started doing readings on little things like this. Readings on Mars retrograde and what we should focus on there. And, and full moon readings and stuff like that. So I actually have or I'll put up um, and have a reading... On Mars Retrograde, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I'll put it on the episode's website. Sorry, those were, like, half sentences (laughs) for a minute there. I will put the Mars Retrograde Terra Spreads on the website. It is also, all of these things are done on IG Live on our podcast Instagram, which is at Clearlight Creative, so I generally, like, post a pic that's like, hey, we're doing this at five or whatever, and then hop on there. I do it live. I save the videos; they're all there. But I will definitely share the specific Mars retrograde spread on the podcast episode um, where we keep these. I am like, I know I'm saying um, I hear myself saying it, but also I, anything was better than <laughs> that last interview. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Other things that are making me happy are some books I got into. I tend to be more of a memoir, nonfiction oriented reader. And I tend to be a book on tape reader, which I honestly feel like is cheating, but it is what it is. At least I'm quote unquote reading. And a friend who is a writer, like a novelist, asked some people to recommend her books. And honestly, I just completely ganked their recommendations. And those recommendations are fiction. And, and they're really enjoyable. They are both black authors. So support black author, artists, authors, support black artists, authors, and authors and artists. All three. I like all three very much. And the first one is called Swing Time by Zadie Smith. It is so good. And here's the thing. <laughs> this is a little ignorant, but I, I don't care. I It's so good and so realistic, and it hits so hard. I feel like it's really hard to have a novel grip you in the beginning. I give novels grace in that in that respect, you know, a lot of people really just got to do the setup. This book just starts slapping right off the bat to the point that like, because I didn't really, I've known about Zadie Smith for a few years. I in in the respect, this is this is how I, how much I knew about her. I knew I should read her, <laughs> and I knew nothing other than that, which is why when I got the recommendation, I picked it up. I was like, "Oh yeah," but I I didn't even know what she wrote. I just like went on Libby and you know whatever was ready to go first. I started listening to so Swing Time is so good that it felt like I thought it was nonfiction for a while. And that's how quickly she can get you. Um, I thought it was a regular memoir and it slaps. It's really good. And so the other one is called Fledgling by Octavia Butler. And that's interesting. That's definitely more in the first camp where it is absolutely like nonfiction novel. Um, I... I definitely had a moment where I was wondering if I was going to, like, let it go. I would listen to Swing Time a lot more in the beginning, flip flip between both of them. And then it got really good. And a couple things about that. Like, A, it is a black um, woman writer, and it is vampire sci-fi. And, like, I just, A, want to plug that because that should be – I feel like that, that – um, genre is very saturated as far as like whiteness and maleness um also I'm not really I don't really do the whole vampire thing not in a like I don't do vampires kind of way it just never occurred to me I was not one of those people uh I liked this book a lot like I actually finished it before swing time although that one's a lot longer but Once I got into it, um, it was really good. So it's called fledgling. So those two things are making me happy. Oh, (laughs) and something really pretty important. Um, I've been talking to a number of other podcasters and I will be... Doing some podcast interviews on other people's podcasts soon. So that's fun and exciting. And I'll keep you up to date on those. I'll be sharing those. And I'm actually doing an interview for the on call empath tomorrow. I feel like you've probably heard me mention empaths, especially in the Reiki episode. I talk about certain things that empaths can do. I am very empathic, uh, and not just empathetic. Those are two different things. And I'm I'm very empathic, and now I'm gonna go on a podcast and talk about it. And we will see what fun and exciting things that Raj, the host, and I talk about, and I will totally share it, and that's making me happy too. And I guess, I guess that's it. Yeah, really, um to listen to the episode enjoy it check out the tarot uh spread if you're interested on the episode's website i will share that and enjoy and um after this you know we're gonna go right back to our interviews i just was thinking maybe trying to um yeah let let the astrology episodes live on their own for a minute see how that works so next episode will be a yoga but really i'm more focused on the kundalini aspect so we're gonna have a kundalini teacher and we're gonna talk a lot about that what that is uh if you haven't heard of kundalini it's like yoga ish but honestly it's very involved in breath work and chanting and it's kind of magical (laughs) It's very odd, but I I do find a lot of healing with it. Um, It very much targets specific parts of the body with this chanting and breathing and um, really releases a lot of stuff. And and, uh, how would I describe it? It's more so like, you know, the point of talk therapy, it like gets to... It's like talk therapy, but short and for your specific parts of your body. (laughs) It like goes in and zeroes in on certain parts of your body and like loves on them and does very cool things to them. So I was just like, I have to learn about this. So that interview will be up next. And um, Kundalini also is, uh, it's also a bit wrapped up in controversy, right? It's um, part of... You know, you can like the art, but the artist might do some horrible things. Like, I watched the Michael Jackson documentary and I'll never be okay, but, you know... Well, now it's hard for me to enjoy his music, but still like, you know, <laughs> before that, I enjoyed this mu- stuff like that. So, yeah. So the person who really shared Kundalini did not originate it. It is a very, very old practice. And there are lots of books um, that are very much not into the Yogi Bhajan Kundalini, Um there's there's a whole world around that but yes you may have also heard about it in, in terms of the controversy around that so we talk about it too so we talk about a lot of stuff we talk about the pros the cons the ideology um the issues the benefits etc so that will be our next episode and now we're going to talk about the astrology of the fall what that means for covid i might my worries about a resurgence just literally as terms of the astrological markers of it of which there are many and then really we're going to talk about mars retrograde which is going to be cool because right we can't control the weather but um retrogrades are a time for internal uh introspection and healing and looking within and so That should actually be pretty cool, especially when things get bad. I think it's great to do inner work because that is something you can control. You can heal um, and you can make yourself you can make yourself (laughs) such a controlling way to put it. You can um, heal yourself in a way. I mean, any way you heal yourself really makes you more available to be helpful and present to the greater good. So I like that. It, it definitely helps me from feeling overwhelmed by not being able to help everybody by, you know, the state of, of how things are rough. I really think introspective work is a way that you can really, truly show up. Um, yeah. So I'm going to end it on that last, um, yeah, and we're going to kick it off. I hope you enjoy the episode, you know, as always, At the end, there is ways to contact us, our email. You can slide into the DMs at Clearlight Creative. Check out our website, all these things. Uh, Let me know if you want a reading and just like what your thoughts are in general. We are always curious to hear what you think. And I will be sure to share all the great things, especially with these new episodes coming up where I'm the guest. So that's exciting. And I hope you have a fruitful Insightful fall uh Mars retrograde. <laughs> okay. Okay, today on our astrological insights we have Michelle Gregg. She is a professional counseling astrologer and writer. She has 25 years experience working with clients from an astrological and Jungian model. Per Forte is offering new perspectives for moving through old patterns and issues that often hold people back from fulfilling their true life path and maintaining healthy relationships. Michelle has a thriving private practice with clients all over the world, blogs, and teaches a two-term beginners astrology course. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Kiara. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. I'm um, excited to talk about our next topic. I... um, so I, I've, I just finished this season, uh, the second season of a show called The Umbrella Academy, and there's this one character on it, and she has a superpower, and she starts, <laughs> she starts every sentence with "I heard a rumor," <laughs> and that's, that's how I feel about this topic, because like I heard a rumor that um, this fall, astrologically, is gonna be big. <laughs>
1: Well, I think that we can safely say this is not a rumor. This will be a reality.
0: Okay, <laughs> all
1: right, okay. Speak, speak to it. Tell us <laughs> the fall twenty twenty. Um, the astrology. Well, let me let me just break it down. First of all, um, Mars goes retrograde in Aries. That's its own sign um, as of September the 9th. So that's one thing that we have to look forward to. Um, Jupiter goes direct on September the 12th. Um, Pluto goes direct on October the 4th. And I didn't ask, but I'm assuming that we're going from the beginning of September rather than from yeah. September the 21st, which is when fall actually begins.
0: Yeah, the beginning of September. Because okay. I, um, so from a more lay person's perspective, um, Basically, we have. I, there's one Ashaldra like. She calls it the COVID clump. <laughs> and and <laughs> it's the Saturn. we it the COVID conjunction. So yes, the very- COVID conjunction. <laughs> the, the Saturn, Jupiter, Pluto um, power pack. So they've been retrograde um, since. Okay. Uh, May ish, right?
1: Yeah. Jupiter's been retrograde since May the 14th. Uh, Pluto's been uh, retrograde since April the 25th.
0: Since kind of like everything started opening back up,
1: they've been retrograde. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which doesn't
1: speak speak kindly for opening back up because retrogrades mean that you sort of stay where you are.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, well, so my kind of ish is that when they all go direct in the fall and you know i mean literally in like two weeks um or actually well maybe i'll be releasing this around september 9th ish um so so when we release this they'll be going direct and and i wonder does that actually mean like full steam ahead or, and you know, in the broader sense, kind of what it all means. So it can mean that. um,
1: Definitely from the perspective of Jupiter. So Jupiter has been retrograde since May and will go direct on September the 12th. And Jupiter has a lot to do with vocation. He has a lot to do with um, our beliefs. Um, And so when he's direct... Things that that we're connected to through our vocation, um, like making money. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And just any kinds of projects that we have a powerful belief around or through, those things have kind of been stalling out. Um, You know, there have been five to six planets retrograde for since since May. During all this period of time, so I hear clients saying, "Gosh, it's like treading water, or it's like um, walking through molasses, or you know those kinds of of um, ideas, where people are feeling stuck." And when Jupiter goes direct on September the twelfth, I think a lot of that starts to shake loose. Um, around that same period of time, um, Pluto goes direct um Saturn goes direct at the end of September so there is that there is that dynamic of yeah we can start moving forward again but Mars is going retrograde in September and Mercury goes retrograde in October and this Mars retrograde period um to me is is the sort of dynamo of the
0: fall astrology um, um, cool. Can you explain that? Cause it means nothing to like me right now.
1: <laughs> yes. So, um, let me preface by saying Mars is in his own sign, which is Aries and Mars represents our will, our desires, um, and how we take action to get what we want. He's a very driven, pushing kind of energy. Right. And so when he's in his own sign of Aries, which is always also a a driving sign, a lens through which Mars um, pushes himself. So he's very powerful in this sign. So when he's in forward motion, which is most of the time, you know, Mars only goes retrograde every two years and two months. So we we are not accustomed to the energy of Mars going backwards. And when that happens, it can feel like sometimes a really abrupt stop. Um, So we can think of Mars retrograde periods of time as a couple of weeks before the retrogression begins. And in this instance, it's uh, mid-August, right? So if you've been excited about something, since mid-August, by the time Mars goes retrograde, the drive and energy around that may may recede, may retract. And Mars, when it is thwarted, let's say, by going backwards, um, can lead to frustration. It can lead to a lack of drive. It can lead to a lack of interest. Um, Those are sort of qualities of Mars retrograde. Now, if we're talking about this from a personal perspective, a lot of people you'll probably read about it's you know, Mars is about this the sex drive. And and that is that is true as well.
0: Yeah, I was about to say I had an acting teacher. Um, his motto was fight or fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I think about when I think of Mars. It's um it's 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 your fight or fuck planet. Yeah,
1: well, yeah, that's
0: that's really actually um uh, two great words to
1: use with Mars, but so it's not that everything stops. It's just that there's this sense of, of the energy and the drive being pulled back around whatever's going on. And again, a lot of times that cessation of drive around whatever your project or your interest is in the moment or since mid August is it, it could feel a little abrupt. It doesn't have to, but it could. And so what, do you, what you want to do if you know your birth chart is you want to look at the house that, that Mars occupies. In your, in your natal chart, you want to see where Aries lives, what house that is. And um, you want to learn about and think about what area of your life that is. Right, so, if it's your yeah. first house, it's about how how you perceive yourself, it's very self oriented if it's your fourth house, it's about your home, if it's in your tenth house, it's about your career. You know seventh house is about relationships, so you wanna get a little bit of a feel for where this is occurring to give you a yeah. a, a way to be conscious around what you do when you start to feel doldrums around your project
0: for um, me, it will be. <laughs> In my seventh house. But but because it's the seventh house, this
1: energy is happening in that arena of your life, which is the, the arena of relationships, the arena of how you connect or, or not with the people that you're engaging with. Interesting. Yeah, so that's where that happens. You know, for some people, it's going to, for other people, it's going to happen in different places in your life. But wherever the retrograde happens for you, you want to look to where that happens in your life. So also people with personal planets in any of the cardinal signs and the cardinal oh, signs are Aries, Cancer, God Libra, damn and it. Capricorn.
0: <laughs> All of my shit. I think my Instagram description at one time just said big cardinal energy. That's funny. Um, so Mars is going to be
1: uh, moving from 28 degrees of Aries, which is the very tail end of that sign. And he's going to move back to the right smack in the middle of Aries at 15 degrees. So for anybody with planets and cardinal signs between 15 and, and actually let's go back about three, let's say, let's say 10 and 30 degrees of Aries to give it a little orb there. Um, Those, If you have planets, especially personal planets, in any of those four signs, this Mars retrograde is going to be impacting you more than it's going to be impacting other people. And so you want to think about what you're excited about right now. You want to think about how you can begin to consciously
0: put some introspection around that. Okay. I'm doing it already. I feel very proud of myself. (laughs) That's great. Yay.
1: Okay. Um, You want to really watch how you're being reactive or impulsive. You want to watch and see if you have any sort of hostile feelings coming up. Um, But what you don't want to do is impulsively act on them. You want to consciously be aware of them and you want to be very introspective Any retrograde period is a time to be introspective. It's not a time to be pushing forward. So um, you want to introspect on any sort of long-term unresolved conflicts that may have been festering for a long time. These can erupt during the retrograde. They can come up. Yeah. Um, You want to, I don't know, even conflicts that you maybe have forgotten about, that you've felt like you've gotten past. Especially, I mean, so, so mine. those things were suppressed. If you have been suppressing something rather than dealing with it, these are things that can emerge and and become fresh again during the Mars retrograde.
0: Yeah, I um, I mean, had been sort of, but not really seeing somebody that I really liked, um, and it just, you know, I. Bungled it (laughs) and then, um, just kind of felt like I really had messed it up to a very like extensive place. And during Venus retrograde, I just like stopped, kind of just like let it let it die. I was like, Bye, you can't (laughs) mess this up any worse than it is. Um, Bunched let it go. in the jungle. That's what's coming to my mind. Yeah, I let it go out to sea. I, I said I love it. I set it free. I have really done a number on this one. Um, it popped up mid uh last week, um, which was funny. I heard another astrologer say if you break up with somebody during Venus retrograde, it's you're not done. Um and mm. they they popped up last week. I thought I was never like gonna hear from this person again. Um, and I started, you know, getting all in my head about the whole thing. And it turns out they sent me a message, the universe did not let me receive that message. <laughs> um, so I like, literally, we had a phone call last night where I was like, oh, you didn't get that. And because I didn't get that message, I had a moment where I looked at my attachment style, which is anxious AF. Um, I started reading <laughs> attached um, and I start and I started doing like, because um, I was like, I really can't be set off like this quickly from like, you know, somebody batting like an eyelash at me like that's not chill um and so I started I like ordered some books and started doing some unblocking work about that and you know now I can still like talk to this person but I don't think if I hadn't gotten that message and hadn't had that week to really be like I really need to look at how I respond to these situations because it's not good uh And so now, even if I like proceed to continue to to talk to this person or not, um, now I'm like still going to be doing the inner work around like that whole arena. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I did it. I did the Mars. (laughs) So so during a
1: Mars retrograde period, you want to think about what your underlying motives are around the way that you take action, right? Because Mars is about. How you take action to get what you want. So, conscious introspection about how you connect with your own will and your own desires and how you go about taking action to get what you want. That's what's required during the retrograde. It's not about going out and taking the action, it's about becoming conscious, becoming aware, and becoming introspective about how you take the action. Mm -hmm. Right. And then when Mars goes direct again, um, you know, that's when you can put things in motion. You can put things back in motion. When will Mars go direct again? Mars goes direct on November the 13th. But the interesting okay. thing about this Mars retrograde, remember we were just talking about the the COVID clump? hmm In Capricorn? Yeah. Okay, so during the Mars retrograde, Mars is gonna be squaring the COVID clump. Oh good. The Saturn <laughs> Jupiter Pluto conjunction. Um or I said it in the wrong order, but the Jupiter Saturn Pluto conjunction. And so so from from a Mars perspective, which is about willfulness and taking action on that willfulness to the extraordinary transformative changes that are the impetus behind the Jupiter Saturn Pluto conjunction. These things are coming together in a very challenging dynamic. So any ground that we've covered before around taking action on those kinds of things, we're going to recover it a little bit. Okay. So when when Mars squares Pluto, that is that that is Incredibly powerful energy. It's the energy of, say, nucle- nuclear fusion. <laughs> no, we don't like that word. <laughs> um, so, I, I mean, this this Mars retrograde definitely dominates the the whole fall
0: because yeah.
1: of this square to these three planets. And, and so I
0: think we're going to do an individual election um episode. Um but I mean what what do you feel like that means for like COVID or and or I mean the election right. is elections right. are always inflammatory situations but I mean Well, it's so interesting that you just used definitely, the word inflammatory because yeah. Mars
1: Mars is inflammation. Mars is infection from a medical uh, perspective, Mars rules these things. Mars is about, so if Mars is traveling through your sixth house of health, um, you wanna be careful about becoming infected with something. So, so, and I'm just using that as as an example, but the Mm -hmm. idea that Mars is inflaming is the important idea here. And so when Mars squares Pluto, that whole power play, who gets to be on top? Um, the competition is is real, and it's it takes off. Whatever you know, whatever that there's a fight here.
0: This is a, this is about a fight going on. Um, Wait, when did you say it goes direct? With- a week after the election results. Yes. Yeah, so Mars goes direct oh, on November no. the thirteenth. Oh but no!
1: <laughs> here's what else is is going on. Mars doesn't reach the the degree at which it went retrograde until January the fourth. Oh no! <laughs> so, <laughs> which is like
0: a week before inauguration day, <laughs> or two, two, two weeks. Oh boy. Okay, so that episode is going to be big. Um, so wait, inauguration day. It it was the January twentieth last cycle. I'm gonna look. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's January the twentieth. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I've been looking at the chart for the for the inauguration day. I've been looking at the chart for election day. Um, those both of those charts are extraordinarily interesting. But this whole Mars thing, what I want to impress on on our listeners about Mars being retrograde is that you you want to be very conscious about how you take action, why you take action on something, and whether or not you're using self mastery to take action. Hmm. With Mars retrograde, the probability that there's going to be reactivity and impulsiveness and hostility and um, challenges and frustration, particularly. Um, Those things are probably in the mix. And if you're feeling any of those things, the likelihood that you'll take inappropriate action without mastery of yourself is, you know, it's, it's real. So before my, I'm imploring everyone before you take action, stop, count, think about what you're doing or think about what you're about to do and get a leg up on how you can Take action more masterfully, and and that's sort of my sermon about <clears throat> the Mars retrograde period.
0: Okay, so um, we're going to jump back into it. Our recording got a little interrupted, but right now we're just going to wrap up with really what the planetary things situation um, in the fall means. For the pandemic, that's definitely been a curiosity of mine um for sure, with so much big, big movement, I was wondering really what we can expect with that whole situation, especially in the states where it's just been nuts and very <laughs> poorly handled so what do we kind of what do we think about that so um
1: from the perspective of looking at Pluto as the virus, right? Pluto rules viruses. And the reason that everybody is calling the the Jupiter-Saturn-Pluto conjunction the COVID clump or the COVID conjunction is because this is where we're looking to figure figure out what's going on with the pandemic because Pluto represents the virus. So the final Jupiter conjunction with Pluto happens on November the 12th. Um, And I've been tracking this pretty carefully ever since the first Jupiter-Pluto conjunction, which occurred in March. And the second conjunction occurred between these two planets in June. And so what I have noticed in tracking these is that there's definitely a, um, a leap in cases. The cases expand more people unfortunately pass away when Jupiter and Pluto are exactly conjoined so the next time that happens is in this fall and it is on November the 12th so um, I don't think that we can look forward to relief of of the pandemic or the pandemic um, suddenly going away as some people in charge like to spout but um i think that we are engaging in this in a more expansive way through through the end of the year and um probably on into 2021
0: yeah so like don't go trick or treating <laughs> don't, don't go t- trick or treating i think that's crazy though it's almost don't exactly 2 weeks after halloween yeah um don't go to halloween parties (laughs) i I just don't even know what
1: to offer because um people there are just two different ways of of swimming through life right now and Mm -hmm. one of them is the extra careful careful people who are still staying home and and um Trying to do what they can, not to get the the virus and not to spread it. And then there's a, another way of thinking that says, "Oh, you know, we got to live our lives, and we can't just stop living because because of a virus, and don't infringe on my rights to live my life." And um, I I don't I don't know how to address both both um, camps simultaneously all i can say is that to me this looks like the virus will continue to spread enormously through the fall yeah okay huh all right and so we we've got a lot yeah i think become you know the intensity of it um it's it seems like um with the mars connection to all of this it's like a
0: um, inflagration. Hmm. Yeah. Cause that's what I was worried about <laughs> when everything went direct. Honestly, that was my, cause it feels like we did get away with being like cool for the summer somehow. Did Um, they? I don't know. So I, um, have been working in an office. The, the office is open. They require their people to come in a few times a week. um, and everybody's okay. Um, we have people who clean, we have testing, we have all this stuff. Um, but I do have coworkers who have said like and 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 just friends in general. Like I know people who are like, I think the numbers are uh, sorely reported or like very inflated. And I know that you um have experienced personal loss because of this virus. I know many people who have as well um and I think maybe yes. that's from having moved a lot. I've lived you know all over the eastern United States and i've been to just have i've been to a lot of schools I've lived a lot of places, so therefore I just know a lot like a very diverse diaspora of people, so I actually do know many people who have passed away because of this yeah. um and i think that people genuinely they either don't know anybody who has um and so they think the numbers are inflated or wow. I, I'm, I'm not sure um i definitely have to be in a certain me- mental state to be okay to do my job um but it is interesting. So I don't know if like we did like really skate by this summer without getting super scathed or if that's the mental state I've had to be in. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, Okay, I can do it. I don't look at, um, I haven't watched the news for many years. I will seek out the news that I need to have um, because I'm too sensitive to not, to be okay, and just take in news regularly. So I don't know if it wasn't that bad. But I guess it is bad enough, not bad enough for us to stay open, you know, so um, I'm wondering, like, if we're going to be if it's going to be bad enough for, you know, America 2020 to actually shut back down, which would have to be pretty bad. Um, I just read a quote from uh, Joe Biden
1: today who said that if he's elected and the virus continues at this level,
0: um, he will be thrilled to shut the country down. That's going to win votes. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Just drop something. I can't even go into like uh, how out of touch the DNC is with like... (laughs) Everybody. I mean,
1: uh, from my perspective, I'm like, please shut everything down. That's,
0: I know that's and the
1: I, only way the virus is going to be contained, and we can get back to life as usual.
0: I get it, and I feel that I do not like being, you know, put in situations where I feel exposed to it. But I also like if we're trying to win a popularity contest, which is what you know it is. Um, I don't know if that's how you're going to do it right Well, now. I don't know from your perspective, maybe not. From my perspective, I'm like, hell yeah, shut it down. I'll vote for whoever wants to shut it down. I know. Well, yeah. And so that's also why I can't pay attention to that either. We're definitely going to do an episode on the elections. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Let's do that. Let me Uh, share a story.
1: I want to share a story. This is a story and it's a sad story, but this is a story about where my perspective has been during this period of time. So I have a client who, um, went to a wedding, uh, several weeks ago and, um, he was very concerned about going to the wedding and he was very concerned about other people coming to the wedding. Um, but the people who were getting married and their parents were um, business as usual, you know, they had an in-person wedding. There were a few masks there. There was a little bit of social distancing at the beginning, but then by the time I saw pictures of the of the end of the party. Everybody was hanging out, hugging each other, eating food. You know what I mean? It was Yeah, so-
0: I have a friend who went to a wedding like that as well. It was open air um, on top of Pond City Market, which is as open air as it gets, but still they were like by the end of the night, there were no masks and distance. Yeah. And this one
1: was not even outside. It was indoors. It was um and so long story short. There were elderly relatives there, and two of them contracted the virus, as did many people who were there, and the two elderly relatives died. So, if you are getting married, please do not make your relatives choose between being alive and being at your wedding. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, as we're moving forward, and we see that Jupiter and Pluto are going to conjoin again, which means the virus will spread. Bigger probably than it has yet. It will spread more than it has yet um, come the fall. Don't make people make
0: those choices. Yeah. Don't, don't kill your loved ones. Yeah. That's what it is. It's the, uh, I wish I had a, more of a choice really in the whole matter. Um, so if you are in the position to offer people a choice, please please do, please do so. <laughs> yes <laughs> please don't make me choose um it's uncomfortable yeah so cool I mean sobering but important because I have heard so many people just really feel like it hasn't affected them so it's not real out of sight out of mind um which I get and I also use that as a defense mechanism to function during this time but sure. I still think it's real um And and then we also have your great tips for really just um, utilizing Mars retrograde because we only get an opportunity to dig into that um, about once every two years and two months. So that's That's good. That's a high note. Um, And I'm going to keep doing my work. On that, um, good, yeah, yeah I, I like the direction you're going with that. Thanks. I mean, very <laughs> much. I, I'm actually. So I think you know my North Node is in Aquarius, um, and it's in my sixth house, and it's it's very like you know. And I, I've got a lot of cancer placements right next to Leo placements. And so I have like a big old bleeding heart for everybody. Mm. Yeah. So I, I just like, that's why I can't watch the news. Cause, uh, around 10 years ago, I just started crying while I watched it. Like it, I, it's, it hurts me to like, I think about the collective a lot. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people who say that. Yeah. And so Actually, during this time, I've become a lot more self-centered and self-focused in a really healthy way. Um, in a way that's like very for my personal development. Yeah. And 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 if I'm more personally developed, I can help other people. (laughs) That is (laughs) true. For sure. So put a mask on your own face first. Exactly. We'll put that on my gravestone, man. Because if I could leave (laughs) any advice. Um but yeah, so during this time, because I literally can't stay sane and focus too much on the collective problems at the same time, I've been doing a lot of that. And I feel like that is very much this Mars retrograde energy if we want to personalize it. So I'd say like literally, um, if you you want to, if you if you're like me and like really can't, with the whole general aspect of the world um, probably use these retrogrades for some personal development because it's been yeah, well, it,
1: I think it is very interesting that during the bulk of the time that um, we've been living through this COVID crisis, so many planets have been retrograde. And I think that's been to our advantage and to mm-hmm. our benefit because When planets are retrograde, we internalize more, and that's a necessity, right, when we have to be home alone. Um, I don't know how many people still stay home. I haven't left my house since March. So um, I'm happy that there have been retrograde planets to assist in that process of introspection and self-care. and. you know, creativity and those kinds of things. That's Those are good ways to occupy space right now.
0: Yes, yes. And see where this Mars retrograde is going to hit your house. If it's in your fifth house, yeah. Like come up with some new creative practices for yourself, like really dig deeper, go introspectively into that. Um absolutely. There are just so so many things we can do. So let's focus on that because now we're getting stressed out again. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't know what houses
1: uh, your uh, the Mars retrograde this fall um, will touch get in touch with me and I'm happy to help you figure that
0: out. Yes. Yes. Michelle has got it all covered for you. All right. (laughs) Thank you so much for your insights. This is like a very vast topic and you've hit so many incredible points and I appreciate it. And I'm sure everybody else does too. Thanks so much for having me, everybody. Please take care. (laughs) that's it for this episode thank you so much for listening if you liked it please rate and subscribe when you do you help us share these resources with more people and we are so grateful for more information check out the show notes and go to our website at clearlycreativepodcast.com and you can learn more about the guests michelle and a bunch of other good stuff Keep up with us on the daily at Clearlight Creative on Instagram or reach out to us at hello at clearlightcreativepodcast.com to let us know how we can help you keep shining your clearest light. If you'd like to help the show, there's a link in the notes where you can donate and remember to stay tuned for a new interview in two weeks. Till next time!